that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, we're going to minister just a simple going to minister on the book of Acts tonight. We'll talk about the book of Acts. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. In reading the Bible, there are some important, there are things in God's word that is pertaining to salvation that is very great and very important. There are people that are believing in a lot of different things. And when you really look into it, none of it is found in the Word of God. But it's important that if we're going to find truth and know what truth is, we must go to the Word and see what it is saying to us. And what God is in the book of Acts, you will find out that is recorded. The writer of the book of Acts is the book is the writer Luke, um, and he is writing to one by the to do and to teach. And he begins to talk about how that that until the day that he was taken up by the Holy Ghost, he taught his disciples. Um, he began to do, he was doing things and he was uh, teaching them. And it talks about the commandments on, that he gave unto the apostles whom he had chosen. And how that he showed him that it is unmistakable. There was no mistaking about the fact that he had rose from the grave. And that he was alive. That you'll find out that when he showed himself originally, when he showed himself, there was one that was missing. Amen. And that when they caught up with him, they gave him word about how that the Lord, he has risen and he has shown himself to us. The Bible says that he said, you know what? I don't believe it unless I see it with my own eyes. Unless I can put my finger in that pierce, that side of his, I'm not going to believe. And so, time, days goes by, and they are gathered together again, and lo and behold, Jesus shows up. And I find it very interesting that he doesn't address nobody other than Thomas. And he tells Thomas, here I am, Thomas. Come, handle me. Touch me. Here's my pierced hand. Here's my pierced side. God. And you'll find out that Jesus was all pleased with that, but he let Thomas know, listen, Thomas, you believe because you see me. He said, but blessed are those that have not seen, amen, and still believe. Anybody still believe that Jesus is alive? Anybody believe that he is allowed to do exactly what it is that you have need of? 
How many know we don't serve a dead God tonight? Amen. How many know on a Tuesday night where we may have drugged our cart and that by the time we leave here tonight, Jesus is able to lay his hands on us and strengthen us and encourage us and give us the power that we have need of to continue to stand in the midst of a wicked and dark and perverted world. Anybody still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost tonight? Anybody still believe that Jesus is able to continue on? And so he is showing them many proofs. He is with them for 40 days, and he is speaking to them. They were assembled that he he began to give them commandments, amen? And he began to tell them that they should not depart uh, from Jerusalem, but they are to wait for the promise of the Father. He said that you have heard this of me. And so what he was telling them, what he was commissioning them to do was no uh, new thing. He had told them about this before, amen? He had told them about um, the comforter. If we can go to John chapter 14, that he's going to have to leave, amen? But he said, tells them that, listen, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. How many are glad that you got a word from the Lord that he's not going to leave you comfortless, amen? That in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your hardship, in the midst of your grief, that there's a God that sits closer. There is a God that will wrap his loving arms around you. And there is a God that will comfort your longing soul. Can I tell you tonight, nobody can love us the way that Jesus can. And I will pray the Father. Now listen, pay attention because the, some people will read this and they'll come with a whole different thought. But you got to read it through and understand what he's talking about and who he's talking about. He's not talking about anybody else, amen. He's talking about himself. He said, and I will pray the Father give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. So the comforter is the spirit of truth, amen, whom the world cannot receive because they see him not. No, and don't, they don't know him either. He says, but you know him, right? For he dwells you and you shall and shall be in you. Who is it that is dwelling with them? It's Jesus, amen. And Jesus said that he's going to be in you, amen. Who the spirit is. He's talking about himself. And he's saying that I'm going to be in you, amen. How many know we need Jesus in us, amen? How many know we need the power of the Holy Ghost? How many know without the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of us, we're no good, we're wretched, we're miserable, we're lost, we're busted and disgusted, left from right, we don't know up from down. But how many know that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth, amen, and that it'll lead and guide us in all truth? How many are glad for the inside? Anybody got Jesus on the inside tonight? Anybody glad about it? Anybody happy about it that he is with you? And so he is talking to them. He is 
reminding them, he's talking to them about things that they had already heard, that he had already talked about, that in the world that we live in, that they will deny that you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I stand here tonight proclaiming it because the word of God inside of us. Without the Holy Ghost, I cannot overcome this flesh that is treacherous, that wants nothing more than to destroy me. But I come to find out with the Holy Ghost, I can look at this world and I can turn my back on this world and I can have a made up mind that I'm going to live for God. Listen, and really mean well, Holy Ghost will help me to come into the house of the Lord and not be concerned about what nobody else thinks and what nobody else says. And I can lift up my hands and I can lift up my arm, but I know where he brought me from. Can anybody say that he brought you from a mighty long way? And I didn't come to dumb down the Holy Ghost, amen. I didn't come to sugarcoat it tonight. I come to let it be known. We need the Holy Ghost, amen. We need God living on the inside of he said, for the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so the Holy Ghost is for us today. I'm going to tell you something. It's a, it's would be a live a victorious life. You'll find out that we live in a religious world that they have an outward look. They have an outward show, but they deny the power thereof. Can I tell you, I don't want to look saved. I want to be saved. I don't want to talk like I know God. I really want to know God. Amen. I don't want to act like I want to have something. And you'll find out that the Holy Ghost that the religious world denies, the Holy Ghost will turn your life around for the good. And here he is telling them water. But he said that you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And the scripture tells us when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Now, they were concerned, amen, about um, what the hands of the Romans. That's what they were concerned about. That's what their mind was on. But they found out, amen, that the kingdom that he was establishing was not, it's not an earthly kingdom that we're fighting for. Amen. We're not fighting to enter into an earthly kingdom tonight, but we're striving to enter into the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you tonight, that kingdom is the only kingdom that's going to stand when it's all said and done. I must come to the revelation that Daniel had. Amen. As God showed him to name man and that when that rock hit the feet of that great statue, amen. It was showing us that all of those earthly kingdoms would be destroyed and the only kingdom will last forever. And I want you to know that there is only one kingdom that will be left standing. There is only one kingdom that is going to fill the whole entire earth. And I want to be a part of that kingdom. I don't want to try to build an earthly one. Because it's going to fail and it's going to perish rather than stand. And so he tells them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both 
in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so he was telling them that, listen, after you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive power. Okay? So um, I was weak before the Holy Ghost. Amen? I didn't know how to pray before the Holy Ghost. Amen? I was falling on my face before the Holy Ghost. I was lost. I was miserable. I tell you that after the Holy Ghost, there should be a change. Can I tell you something? That after the Holy Ghost, the devil should still be beating up on me. Amen? I should be beating up on the devil. Amen? Can I tell you, I believe what the Lord said that when he told his disciples, he said, I will give you power, amen, to tread upon serpents, power to pierce, power over all of the power of the enemy. I believe tonight that the Holy Ghost is more than enough for me to overcome every that I no longer have to be a doormat for the devil. Can I can I encourage somebody tonight? You may have come in the house of the Lord tonight allowing the devil to walk all over you and say all kinds of things to you. I encourage you to rise up, amen, in the power of the Holy Ghost and put the devil where he belongs and that is the Holy Ghost tonight. You got something great in you tonight. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody encourage themselves in the Lord and say power of the enemy. I got power to overcome those thoughts. I got power to overcome those suicidal thoughts. I didn't have power before. I got power to overcome that temptation. I didn't have power to overcome it before, but I got it now. I got power to overcome to overcome those old habits, those old behaviors. I got power tonight, amen? That stuff no longer has control over me. Let me go ahead and call it for it no longer have a hold on me. Fornication got to get away, amen? You know why? Because I got power over that tonight. I can say no tonight. I can tell the devil where he can go tonight, amen, and really mean it because I got power. Come that. I can break free from that depression that's trying to get a hold of me. And remind myself that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I got power tonight. Got to remind yourself. We got the Holy Ghost. And I got good news. If you haven't received available, you can get as much of it as you want. So the Bible tells us that he goes on and as he has spoken to them and told them that he would give them power after the Holy Ghost has come upon them, that they would be able to listen. They would be able to witness. They would be able to stand up, witness, and they would be witnesses in Judea and in uh, Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part. Of the earth. My name. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of opposition, in the midst of persecution, that you will have power. That you won't know this time, Peter, you won't deny me. After you get the Holy Ghost, you will not deny me. You will not be ashamed to let it be known that you know me and that you are with me. Shame to be 
identified with Jesus. Amen. Can I tell you something? We're going to be identified with something or someone. Amen. Can I tell you when it all boils down, I want to be identified. Yes, I am Jesus. Yes. Yes, I am a tongue talker. Yes, I go to church twice on Sunday. I go to church on Tuesday. Lord willing, I'll be right back on Thursday. Lord willing, we'll be right back on Saturday. I'll reach and we're going to do it all over again. Yes, I am a church goer. I am a holy roller. I am a tongue. And I'm not ashamed to be associated with Jesus. I'm not. I'm not. God will give you the power to be able to. The world is not afraid to talk about what they're associated with. They're coming out of the closet and everything else. I believe it's about time some apostolics come out of the closet. Amen. Stop hiding. Stop ducking. Stop dodging. Come on out of that closet and let it be a Pentecost. Peter stood up with the church. Come on. Can I get somebody here tonight that go stand up with the church? Come on. We are part of the church of the living God. Yes, that's us. Those that are standing for righteousness. Holiness. Amen. Come on out. Stop hiding. Stop being like Nicodemus. Stop coming at night. Let it be known. You can turn to this. So be it. I know something that's better than your clubs. I know something better than your fraternities. I know something better than your country club. It's called the Church of the Living. And so the Bible says that as he has spoken these things to them, while they are beholding, he was taken up in a cloud, received him out of their sight. He ascended up into heaven. Now, the Bible tells us that Paul some things that the fact that the number that he was talking to here and that he was commissioning was approximately about 500. But now, I don't know about anybody else, and I've said this before, but I don't know how much more convincing you much more you need to be convinced, amen, to see Jesus, amen, to know that he was taken, to know that he was put to death, know that he was buried. Here he is. He's standing before you. Listen, he's showing you, amen. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Look at my side. If that wasn't enough, amen, He ascends up into heaven. If that's not enough, amen, amen. Listen, do go do what he said. The same Jesus, amen, that you see that has been taken up this way, he's going to come back the very same way. In other words, he was telling, those angels were telling them, there's going to be a day he's coming back on the clouds, amen. But you'll find out, listen, that out of all of that, only a hundred hold up. 
just lets us know that it doesn't matter what the Lord does. Amen. It doesn't matter how the Lord shows people over and over that he some people that will not be convinced to follow Jesus. But friend, can I tell you tonight, if there's anything I want to be convinced of, I want to be persuaded that the church is where I need to be. You know what? I don't need no other proof. Amen. God has shown me enough, amen, that his way is the right way. He washed away all of my sins. My life has never been the same. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. He cleaned up my filthy mind. And I don't know about anybody else, but on a Tuesdays, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. There's no reservation in my heart tonight for this world. This world don't mean me no good. But Jesus is able to keep me. Jesus is able to lead me. Jesus is able to hold me up and keep me from falling. And out of our convinced, we go and to obey the word of the Lord. We talked about obeying like Sunday night. It's better to just do what the Lord says. That even though you've tried and you've tried and you've tried, try again. Especially if the Lord is saying, drop the net, amen? Especially if the Lord is saying, launch out in the deep and drop the net. I don't need to tell God what I've already to take God at his word and do what he says because I know he knows better than I do. So I need to just simply obey what he says. Scripture tells us, then verse 12, that then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up in an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, the son of Aphaeus. Simon Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James, says these all continued with one accord. Mary was there too. Mary, who everybody wants to identify as the queen of heaven, that you'll find out that there are people that actually worship Mary. They actually, they they pray to her, right? And, And so, you know, Mary was there on the day of Pentecost, Amen. Mary had to get the Holy Ghost as well. Amen. And Mary was worshiping Jesus. Amen. She was praying along with everybody else. Amen. Can I remind you that the Bible says that they are all in one accord. There's that word again. Amen. They were all in one mind. They were walk, they was, had their minds on the same supplication. Can I just remind us? How important it is, amen, that we got to be moving towards the same thing, amen. We got to be moving towards the same goal, amen. Can't be no arterial motives, amen. Can't be no hidden genders, amen. We got to be here because we simply want to see the glory of the Lord, amen. We simply want to see souls saved. We want us to come on in, amen, and come to an altar and repent of their sins and go down in the name of Jesus and be filled with the Holy Ghost. How many want to see lost co-workers? Got to be in one accord. It's got to be in sync. Got to be praying about the same things. Got to be 
concerned about the same things. Hands got to be lifted. Voices got to be raised as one. Seeking the face of the Lord. You'll find out that scripture goes on and tells us that Peter stands up and begins to talk and he begins to begin to talk about one by the name of Judas. And how that scripture he said must needs have been which was a guide to them that took Jesus. In other words, Judas brought them to Jesus. Judas knew where Jesus would be. He knew that Jesus would be in the garden and that he would be there praying. And Judas brought them to him. He handed Jesus over for 30 pieces of silver. I'll tell you what a cheap, listen, what a sellout to sell out for something that is cheap. Can I tell you, there is nothing worth selling Jesus out. What the world is offering, I don't care what the temptation is. I don't care what the devil is trying to convince. You just need and you just need to be a part of. There is nothing worth it at all. There is no relationship. There is no amount of money. There is no position. There is no, there is worth giving up Jesus for. Judas thought that all he needed was 30 pieces of silver. Can I tell you that when your heart is set, because you are beginning to think that it's all you need, amen, in neglecting the greatest thing, and that is eternal salvation. Can I just remind us tonight that heaven is greater than anything else in this world? Can I remind you of the things that people sell the Lord out for? The streets of heaven is paid with it. Amen. We sell out heaven for the treat, cheap trinkets down here. You think I'm going to sell out heaven for a little bit of money, honey? God knows how to give me money. God knows how to avail. I know everybody else is selling out. I know everybody else is walking away. But I'm not selling out. I'm not giving up on God. I'm not losing my place. Amen. For nothing in this world. So he is talking about how that David spoke of this, and how that J Judas led the Romans to Jesus to take him. And obtained part of this ministry. So he was a part of the ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst of of all his bowels gushed out, simply his intestines, everything burst. What happened to Judas? Surely Judas should have been happy, right? All he needed was a little bit of money, right? He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of, uh, of, of, of silver. He went and he tried to return it, amen? But they said, we don't want that back. That's blood money. We don't want that. You, what are we going to do with that? The Bible says he went and he hung himself, amen. He was sorry, amen, but it wasn't a godly sorrow, amen. He had the sorrow of this world, the sorrow of this overboard, amen. And all he thought he needed was a little bit of money. What a horrible end. 
to his life. Amen. And that's how it then you were before. Can I remind you that the only thing that's going to keep a smile on our face is Jesus Christ. The only thing that's going to keep joy down in our heart is the fact that we're on our way to heaven. Our names are written down in the Lamb's book of life. If there's ever something to rejoice about, that's something to rejoice about. Amen. As I realize I am a child of the most high God and my name is written in heaven and I don't have a reason to be afraid I don't have a reason to be dead raised saw him cast out devils how about this he had power himself Jesus gave them power to the point where they come back They're rejoicing that even the devils are subject to us. And all of that, he walked with Jesus. And somehow, the enemy was able to get in. Because he wanted all of it. Hey, you want to know what the difference is? Judas had a selling point. Can I ask you something? What's the difference between what Judas did and what Peter did? They both denied the Lord. They both denied the Lord. Peter got it right with the Lord. Judas was just so distraught. And that sorrow led him to a hopeless place. The old saying is, the devil will take you farther than you want to go. He'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Some people have it all planned out. Well, I'm going to play around a little bit. Do my thing a little bit. Then I'll come and serve God later. You'll find out that those chains are not that easy to be broke, to break. And it's not that easy to get back. It's the grace of God if you make it back. Can I tell you something? I left once before, and I know it's by the grace of God that I got back. You think I'm trying to go back out? Ain't no way. I don't care how bad it get. The boat may get beat up a little bit. It may get broken up a little bit. But I come to find out it's best for me to be in the boat than to be outside of the boat. Come on, just like the angel told Paul. If you're going to be survived this storm, you got to stay in the boat. Honey, I ain't trying to get off the boat and get on a little water in the ark of God. Amen. Because I know God's going to see us through every storm, every trial, every test. God's going to get us through it. How will we be known? How do you want to be known? Because the Bible says that what happened to Judas, he said it all was known unto all the dwellers in Jerusalem. How do you want people to remember you? What do you want about you? He was known as a traitor. He was known as one that sold out Jesus. To this point, amen, we talk about talking to the church in the book of Romans, chapter 1. He begins to commend them about their faith. He said, because your faith is known throughout the whole entire world. Everybody knows about your faith. They was known for the right reason. 
Some people are known. Can I tell you something? I don't want to be known for the for the nonsense that I'm putting up on these social media sites. I don't want to be known for that foolishness. I don't want to be known he's just, he's a church goer on Sunday, but you know when he gets around the crowd how he acts. I don't want to be known as a hypocrite, amen. I don't want to be known as a faker, amen. I want to be known as a child of the almighty God. How do you want to be remembered, amen? I don't want to be remembered as one that used to have faith, one that used to go to church, but God, it's a shame. Can I tell you? I want to be known for the right reason. I want to be known for one that believes in God and that no matter what comes his way, you can get in the name of the Lord, I want to be known for the right reason. Because people are just waiting to talk. They're just waiting to talk. They're just waiting to run their mouth. And one must talk. I told you they ain't no different from us. I told you they talking about that Holy Ghost. Look at look at them. Look at how they act. I thought that it is. The Holy Ghost works. There's nothing wrong with the Holy Ghost. When people let it work, when people let the Holy Ghost do what it knows how to do, ain't nothing wrong with the Holy Ghost. You know what the problem is? We're carnal. <laughs> I'm carnal. I'm fleshly. I'm going to do things my way. I won't yield to God and let God have his way. I want to be known as a rebel. That's not how I want to be remembered. He was known as a talk of town and not for the right reason. Not for the right reason. I don't want, I don't want that kind of reproach. I don't want that kind of shame on my life. Anybody want that? I don't think nobody wants that. So we want to be known for the right reason. We want to hang in there with Jesus. The Bible says that that it was known to all the dwellers of Jerusalem and so much as the field is called in their proper tongue, El Saduma. That is to say, let no man dwell therein. In his bishopric, bishopric, let another take it. So somebody else was going to take his place. Somebody else was going to take his spot. I'm going to tell you tonight, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, I don't want to lose my place. Amen. I don't want to lose my place in the kingdom of God. I don't want to lose my spot. And here's the thing about it. See, because when God sees that he can't rely on us, amen. When God sees that we talked about Saul the other night, when God sees that a person is just going to do Whatever place, God will just let you warm that seat uh, long enough, amen, for somebody else to grow up and come along and take that place, amen. And you'll find out that the word came to Saul that, listen, the Lord has rejected you. He's found one better than you that will do what he says. Those cho- the children of Israel, greater, they just murmured and murmured and complained and complained and complained. And the Lord said, you know what? Okay, I got you. You won't enter into my rest. So you know what I'm going to let you do? 
I'm going to let you attend to those kids, to nurture those kids, to rear up those kids to a part where they can stand on their own. Then you're going to die and they're going to go in and, te- and possess the promise. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want that to be my case. Amen. I don't want to lose my place. Amen. I don't want to lose my spot in the kingdom of God. Listen, and because I won't believe and because I am doubtful, can I tell you tonight, I want to keep my place. Anybody want to keep their spot? Anybody want the king? Amen. And so there was another queen. Listen, I want to keep my place in the kingdom of God. So, his place was given to another. The Bible says that there were those that accompanied them. And Scripture tells us in verse 21, Wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of this resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship. From which Judas fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven. And so Matthias was chosen, amen? He was chosen to take Judas's place, that he may stand up and be a witness. How many know that God knows the hearts, amen? He knows our hearts. You'll find out that he revealed this to Samuel as Samuel went to Jesse's house to anoint the king. And you'll find out that with Human beings, amen. All we're looking is with our eyes, amen. Looks like, looks like a king to me. Looks like he'll fit the position. Heart, how many know that God knows my heart? God knows where I am. Can I tell you tonight, when God is looking at I want to have a clean heart, amen. I want this heart to be right. God knows me better than anybody else. And he chose Matthias because he said it, he's the one. He's the one to take Judas's place. That he fell transgression. Let us stand tonight. There's nothing that'll cause us to fall the way that sin will. And transgressing, uh, it's not like the music of old. I'm talking about gospel music. Let's not, I don't want to get confused tonight. I'm talking about gospel music. And uh, I heard one say, you know, there was this song gospel singer sung and he said you know uh, we fall down but we get up we fall down but we get up and he said it's a good song but you know what we got to get to the point the church got to get to the point the people of God got to get to a point where we stop falling down a just you know the bible said a just man now falls seven times but he gets back up but you know, at some point, we got to stop falling down because at some point, I should be standing. some point, I should be walking. some point, I should be standing strong and firm and, and a little bit of maturity about me, amen, that I devil, amen. 
that is trying to get me to fall. And so Judas fell, amen. His fall was that he loved something more than come between me and Jesus. I don't care what it is. And it may not all it, it may not be money. It, it, it can be family. It can, it, can, it can be it can be work. It can be it can be listen, I know people that will stay home and not come to church, but they'll spend time waxing their car. And that's what they worship. That's their God. That's what they're spending their time on. Whatever I spend my time on and my energy on, that's my God. And I want to be excited about being in the house of the Lord. There are people that wish they could be here. You believe that? There are people that wish they could be here tonight. They wish they could come to church. They wish they could lift up their hands, lift up their voice, and hear about the goodness of Jesus, and hear about the power of the Holy Ghost, and how great it is and how wonderful they can. Life, condemnation, guilt has a hold of people. And the thing about guilt and condemnation, something, and you try to tell people how things are going to end, and it's not that you're a prophet. The book just is very clear. It tells you what's the end to a situation that God is not in. And you'll find out that people have to learn the hard way. And you find out that when they learn it, it's because pride gets involved. And in coming back in their minds, they're admitting that you was right. And it has nothing keeps a lot of people from getting back into the house of the Lord because pride gets a hold of them where they can't come back and repent and get their heart right with God. Friend, I don't want pride to have a hold of me where I can't come before God and lift up my hands and lift up my voice and say, Lord, you know, I thank on this, Lord. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need you to forgive me. I need you to wash over my heart. Lord, you know that I'm weak. You know how unimportant I am. You know that I need you, Lord. I want to come before God and I want to be honest with God. Get some things right with him. I don't want to make the, the mistake that Judas made. I want to stand with the church, amen? I want to hold on to Jesus, Amen. I want to have a made-up mind. As long as Jesus is going to work out. Jesus knows how to take care of the bills. He knows how to take care of my health. He knows how to keep me in my right mind. He knows how, the writer said, to keep me. He says, you're not going to make it. I don't care what the devil says. You know you can't overcome sin. You just got to give in to it. That's a lie from hell. God can keep me from falling. God can keep me from giving in, giving up. Hold me up. But I got to want to. I got to want it. God most definitely wanted it. Let us come around the altar tonight. Let us come with our hands lifted. Let's come with our voices raised. Let's ask God to help us. Help us. Of us in you, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to allow anything to get in the way of this relationship with you, Jesus. 
Lord, help us, Lord, to cherish you. Help us, Lord, to cherish you. Come on, somebody, call on him tonight just for a couple of minutes. Lord, we need your strength. We need your power. Let us, Lord, in your word help.